What's up, gang? Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Today I'm talking about mental health and I've got some skills and tools that I want you guys to have in your back pocket so that you can battle some of the body bullying, some of that negative mental chatter that gets thrown into our minds. Because when it comes to making peace with food and body, I think this is where it starts. It doesn't start with eating more vegetables. It doesn't start with exercising more. It actually starts with just being nicer to ourselves. And I think there's a lot of fear in that because we think, oh, if I'm nice to myself, like I'm just giving up, I'm settling, when that couldn't be farther from the truth. Making peace with where we're at actually helps us create change from this sustainable space and a place of curiosity instead of judgment. So yeah, I want to dive into all of that with you gals today. I've got a little bit of a funny slash slightly embarrassing story that happened today. (laughs) I can't wait to share it with you guys. Hey girl, you are amazing and you possess this unique inner awesome that the world so desperately needs. And guess what? Your body size has nothing to do with that. But I get it. I spent way too many years living in insecurity and I have spent the last decade working with women just like you who have struggled with the same. And when it comes down to it, I think our amazingness becomes all too easily eclipsed by two things. Body bullying, which in turn impacts how we take care of our body. Whether it's over or under eating, over exercising or not moving at all, moving from dieting to anti-diet culture, girl, the pendulum just keeps swinging. I started this podcast because it's time to break up with body bullying and find a way to live balanced in your body. I'm Jess, a body bully warrior, registered dietitian, and food freedom guru. I believe that when we stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat, we are finally free to live in our own bodies. This podcast is just one of the many resources I have for you ladies. Be sure to head on over to JessBrownRD.com. Check out my ebook, e-course, supplements, meal plans. Guys, I've got so much more for you, and I'm adding to that list on the daily. Are you ready to channel your inner awesome at a whole nother level? Grab a cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, and let's dive in to today's show. One of my favorite mental health tools is thinking of our brain like a house. Our brain has many different rooms, many different compartments, and they offer different places of safety or security. There's parts of our brain we don't show to anyone. (laughs) Like if you think about your house, you open it up, there's a living room. Like that's where you let people in and people gather and you have relationships. And then you might have your bedroom. So not as many people go there, but it's a place you retreat for safety and solitude. And then we all have that closet, like the one in the back of the house that's a super big mess that we just throw everything in and nobody's ever allowed to see. So our brain has these different compartments. And I don't want to talk today about unpacking the different parts of the brain and making peace with the back closet. We're not going to touch that today. Rather, I want to talk about external triggers and thoughts that try to make their way into your brain and stay there. So I got a story for you guys. Today, I had a packed day, one thing to the next, and I had an early morning interview. I had to run home, drop some stuff off, and then I was going to meet a client. So I get home, and I'm on the phone with my brother. I leave the garage door open because I'm thinking I'm just going to run in, drop some stuff off, go back out. I go in, talking to my brother, and all of a sudden, I hear on the door, and it's not on my front door. It's on the the door from my garage into my house. So somebody's inside my garage having this little friendly knock on the door. And (laughs) my first thought is like, okay, this is it. I'm being robbed. Like I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and 
Crime is eh, not so great here. I'm like, this is it. It's like rite of passage. Here it is. So then, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. You know in the scary movies when like the girl walks outside, she's like scantily dressed and it's dark and you know the murderer is out there and she walks into the woods and you're like, no. So here I am thinking, okay, I'm, I'm about to get robbed. So what do I do? I go open the door. Like, what the heck? I didn't, like, lock it. I didn't try to figure out who was there. No, I just go open the door. Cut. Because <laughs> I think if it's a criminal, they're not going to knock friendly. You know, criminals don't do friendly things. They just, they would have barged in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I go open the door. And to my surprise, there is an elderly woman, about 5'1", beautiful white hair, bright pink shirt, standing in my garage, staring at me. And I, I say, oh, okay. I you know. It's not a robber. Phew. Thank God, because I've got my big German shepherd behind me. And but now I'm trying to hold the German shepherd back because it's a sweet lady. So I say, can I help you? And again, to my surprise, this woman starts screaming at me. (laughs) She starts yelling and it takes me a minute to figure out what she's saying. But what she's saying is she's yelling at me about Um, My husband and I recently bought a Airstream. It's like so epic. It's been really cool. It's total sidebar. Yay. This has been a dream come true and I'm really excited about it. But we don't store it at the house, but we had gotten back late Sunday night from camping. So we hadn't had a chance to take it back to storage just yet. And so she's standing there and she's screaming at me about my camper. She's like, who's visiting you? And I'm going, wait, what? What are you talking about? Who's visiting you? What's with that damn camper? You need to get that damn wagon out of here. Just going crazy. Her arms are in the air. She is beat red. This woman's sweating. And at this point, I'm like, so confused, right? Like, because I've gone from, I think a robber's about to come in, and then I'm the dumb girl on the scary movie that opens the door. Then I got my German Shepherd, who is the sweetest thing, but not if she doesn't know you. So she's like huffing and puffing at my back, trying to get out. I'm trying to block her because I don't want her to get this lady, but I also don't like this lady yelling at me. It was just a lot. So you know what I did? I just shut the door and I locked it. (laughs) I didn't even respond. I just said, I'm not talking to you. And I locked it. And then I just, I was kind of shaken up. I'm, this is an embarrassing part. Here I am, like, I'm shaking. I'm nervous because this woman is yelling at me. And she probably couldn't hurt a fly, but I, it freaked me out. This is why I could never be, like, a cop or a first responder because I just don't do well in stress. I freeze. <laughs> but I shut the door, locked it. I'm still on the phone with my brother. He's like, what is going on? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But there's this woman in my garage, and I need to go. So I'm just going to wait a few minutes, and then I'm going to open the door again. So I wait a few minutes, open the door. She's no longer in my garage. I get in the car, shut the garage this time. I won't leave it open anymore. (laughs) And drive up the street, and she's walking home. And that was the end of it. And my brain went like a 100 different directions after that. Like I started obsessing about, oh my gosh, what if she comes back and she tries to take a baseball bat to my Airstream? Or she tries to spray paint it. And I'm imagining playing out this whole worst case scenario of like coming home and I get my phone out and I'm recording this elderly woman who's beaten in my Airstream and I'm going to tell her, you better be ready to pay for it. Like I've got the whole scene playing out in my head. And finally I just stopped myself. I'm like, Jazz, you're on your way to meet with an amazing client. You've got two more podcast interviews. You need to keep your mental space focused. Like enough. Don't give this woman so much power nothing happened. The chances of something happening are very slim. And even if worst case scenario happened, like even if she took a baseball bat to my Airstream, I have insurance. It would suck. Don't get me wrong. I would be pissed, but (laughs) I would be okay. There are worse things. But it really got me thinking about our mental house and how there are these external triggers that 
constantly they're trying to get in and sometimes they come in the form of a sweet little knock and a sweet elderly woman who looks innocent but then all of a sudden just wants to get in and cause destruction. Oh, and I didn't mention that she was trying to get in my house. Like she was like walking in. <laughs> so I'm holding the dog back. She's walking in. Oh, it's a mess. But we have these thoughts and these triggers. And I think they come in different forms when it comes to our body image. So it could be like something your spouse says about somebody else's body. It could be something your parents have said about bodies. It could be something... Somebody said to you in middle school that you have carried. And more often than not, I think it comes in the form of social media, which again, social media seems harmless, right? Like I'm just scrolling, looking at dog videos, watching my reels of little kids doing cute things. And then all of a sudden there's something that comes up that's really triggering. And I think if you are someone who has ever struggled with body image or a distorted relationship with how you view food and exercise, we have to be really careful about these triggers, especially when we're working on healing this. I just worked with this girl um, this week. She's one of my favorite clients. She's so sweet. But she told me she woke up. She was feeling really good in her body, like feeling strong, feeling beautiful, was going about her day. And then she said, I don't know what happened, but at one o'clock, I was like replaying that negative narrative in my head. You know, what happened between when you got off work and one o'clock? She's like, I don't know. I ate lunch. Maybe it was that. She was trying to blame the food, but I was like, eh, what was it? Like, let's keep breaking it down. And finally she goes, I don't know. I just, I went home. I went to, had to swing by my grandma's. I just hung out. And then I, oh, and she looks at me and says, I was on TikTok. And I go, let me see that TikTok feed. So she pulls out her phone and I look at it and I just start laughing. I'm like, girl, nobody feels good about themselves looking at this. Nobody. They've actually done research that it takes as little as seven seconds of scrolling to start compromising your self-confidence. And she was on there for about 10 minutes. So if we're someone that has struggled or is working to heal our relationship, I think it's really important that we identify what some of these knocks on our brain might be. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a TV show. I mean, we have to know what they are and then set a boundary. So after that woman came... I actually started beating myself up. I was like, what is wrong with me? How the heck was I paralyzed and scared of this woman? Like, why couldn't I have just talked to her and, you know, calmly said, okay, ma'am, we're not storing the trailer here. It's just been here for a few days. It will go back to storage. You know, why couldn't I have just calmed down and had a conversation with her? Instead, I just slammed the door and I was beating myself up about that. But when I called my mom, because you know, that's who I call. I called my mom. I was like, mom, this happened. Help me out. (laughs) She just said, oh, that's great. Don't engage. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, like why would I engage? If she's, if this woman is so bold that she's going to come into my garage and bang on my door and start screaming at me without even talking to me, why would I engage with that? Why would I try to change her mind about, you know, how I'm storing my trailer? Or has she called it the damn wagon? And I think when it comes to some of these triggers that we experience, whether it's something someone said or a diet someone is following, we often want to like get in it and try to change it or fix it or justify why we're doing what we're doing with body and food when instead we just need to not engage we need to set a boundary shut the door and lock it and don't let those things into your mental space our mental space is so precious and it is something that we have to protect and we have to be aware of what we're letting in and if we're letting in things like a terrible tiktok feed or an instagram feed that triggers that stuff we need to step away from it maybe forever 
or until we're in a place that it doesn't bother us anymore. Guys, I've had clients that had to step away from relationships for a time period because if you're working on healing who you are and your relationship with food and body and you're constantly around someone that's on keto and talking about how fat they are and how much weight they've lost, that is not going to help you be the best version of yourself and then you're not even a good friend to them, right? You're so irritated with what they're talking about You can't even be present in the relationship. So it's not that we're cutting them off forever, but we're just going to step back until you can find yourself in a healthy enough space to set the appropriate boundaries. You have the choice to not engage. So my challenge for you ladies today is to take a look. What are some triggers that are knocking on your door trying to get into your mental house and wreak havoc? Don't be fooled. Some of them might look sweet and innocent like this lady did in my garage, but she was not there to uplift me, speak life into me and help me have a better day. No, she was, I don't know what her deal was, but we need to figure out what are those things that are trying to come in and we don't have to engage. We have the option to set a boundary and disengage. And then taking it a step farther, when she left, I kind of stayed stuck in the presence with her. Like I was shaken up. I was thinking of worst case scenario, thinking about how I'm going to bust her. (laughs) So silly. But I gave her so much power. It was almost, even though she didn't actually make it into my house, I was still hung up on the experience with her that she was mentally with me. And so some of these triggers that ease their way in, if we identify them, yet we keep thinking about them and we perpetuate on how it made us feel we're still giving that trigger so much power. So not only do we need to shut the door and disengage, and we have that choice, but we also need to redirect our thoughts. And this is cognitive behavioral therapy. And I'm certainly not a therapist, but at the basics of cognitive behavioral therapy, it's taking one thought and replacing another. And if you're choosing to disengage from a specific thought, you're shutting that door, you're not letting it into your mental space. Instead of then thinking about how you've shut that door and what you would have done differently to shut the door faster or maybe prove your point, truly disengage and let's find a new thought. So after I talked to my mom, she made me feel so much better when she gave me that permission slip that, oh, good, you didn't engage. Then I kind of calmed down and I thought, yeah, okay, I'm going to go to coffee with this client and have a good time. And I was able to, and it, it was a wonderful day. The day wasn't ruined, but I had to consciously make those steps so that it didn't derail me. So my invitation to you is to identify what are those triggers knocking at your door and can you shut it? Don't let her in, even if she's wearing a pink shirt and has sweet white hair. Don't do it. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating. Thank you.